Come and see this thing that God has done. Come and, and notice and take and absorb this thing that God has done, this story of amazing love. This story, these events of God giving his son as an expression of love to us, to you and, you and me. Come and see this thing that God has done, this story of amazing love. It's really fitting, right? I mean, we have a tendency to be drawn to amazing thing. Whatever, whatever registers is even remotely or possibly amazing to us, we're, we're drawn to it a little bit, drawn to see it, drawn to take notice of it, drawn to understand it. And for me, it's been true my whole life. One, one of the things that's always felt amazing to me is, is when somebody breaks a record or sets a new record, or maybe it was in sports, or, and even as a kid, I became fascinated by things like, hey, wait a second, who... Who's the tallest person ever? What's the biggest animal ever? Who's lived the longest? Who's done something the longest, right? All of these, these just big record moments. I've always been captured by just how amazing those, those really are. In, in fact, do you ever, um, like in school, do one of these stare-down deals where you're just trying to stare somebody down and you're trying to see who can go the longest with, without blinking? I mean, I was terrible at that. I mean, look, I just tried it, and I think I made like a nine seconds. Like, I was never good at, at that, right? And, and it feels like the best of the best. Like, man, if you could go 30 seconds or 60 seconds, I mean, you could go 90 seconds without blinking, you're just, you got a chance of winning all of those, those contests, right? Well, what's amazing to me is that the world record for going the longest time without blinking is actually over an hour, right? Over an hour hour. Can you imagine going more than an hour without blinking? And, and then when you're the person like who's verifying that, you're watching that, what, what are you thinking? Like, are you like, wait, wait, did I miss it? Did you blink when I blinked and I missed it? Did we blink simultaneously so I didn't see your blink? Or, I mean, you've got to on some level be thinking, right? Like, you still haven't blinked? Right, you still, still haven't. How, how is this even, even possible? That's amazing to me, absolutely amazing to me. Or how about this one? The longest uninterrupted, unstopped Minecraft plane marathon, thirty-eight hours, <laughs> thirty-eight hours and one second to be exact, to count the entire record. Right, thirty-eight hours nonstop, uninterrupted playing Minecraft. Right. I mean, if that's happening in your home, like if you're that person's family, right? You go to bed, you wake up the next morning, you're like, still? I mean, you st still? It's amazing that you're still playing this game. 38 hours. Unbelievable to me. I don't, I don't really like, ironically say this in this moment, I, I don't love winter <laughs> and we're experiencing it in all its fullness, right? But I don't, I don't necessarily love winter. I don't love cold. I don't love snow. And so it's really fascinating to me that people have actually tried to see how long they could go being in the snow, right? So the, the world record for longest full body contact with the snow, get, get ready for this, again, an hour and five minutes, an hour, and, right? And with the cold that we're in and the disaster we're in, the wind we're in, doesn't that just feel like crazy? But an hour and five minutes, that's amazing to me. I mean, imagine you're one of the people in that one. You're, you're there to observe it or watch it or see the record broken, right? And you go inside to get some coffee or some hot chocolate and you come back out and like, still? You're still in the snow, like completely in the snow. 
an hour and five minutes. And what's even more amazing to that one is that broke the old world record by 45 minutes. I, I, I find myself wondering, like, what compels somebody to do that, right? You're still in the snow? Absolutely amazing to me. Amazing feats, again, just captured by those kind of things, which, which actually might give us in a little window in the part of what makes Christmas so amazing today, like a couple thousand years after the actual event of, of Jesus' birth. I, I want to just share with you one line from the story of God and humanity in the scriptures. And it may not be what you first think of when you think of the Christmas stories. It's, it's not a line directly about the Mary or Joseph or the shepherds or the wise men, which may be people you're really well familiar with or versed with in the Christmas story. But it actually is probably the most famous, often quoted verse in all of scripture. It's John 3.16, and Jesus is having a conversation with somebody who's got questions about him, and Jesus says this, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus now talking about himself, he gave his one and only son so that every single person who would believe in him or actually put their life in his hands, who would fully trust with their life and with their future and with their being, whoever would do that would, wouldn't have to perish or live eternally separated from God, but could actually experience eternal life, like a fullness and a vibrancy to life now, and a fullness and a vibrancy to life forever. Jesus makes this incredible statement, right? For God so loved the world. He so loved the world that he, he gave, like his love motivated this generosity and so here's Jesus saying, look, you just, you got to understand that part of the reason I was born, I mean, part of the reason I came is, is that I so loved the world. I, I, I'm so crazy about the world. I, I so love the world. I, I love with emotion and with passion and with intensity and with generosity, with this all in nature. I'm so in love with the world. So love the world. Now, while that's, while that's true, and it's remarkable, and it is the story of Christmas, that God so loved the world that he did give Jesus to be born. But what's, what's also true is, is not just that God so loved the world in a past tense sort of way, but what's just as true, we, we could actually hear it this way today, is that God still loves the world. God did love the world so much that he gave Jesus, but he still loves the world. When we celebrate Christmas this year, what, part of what we can absorb and remember and be convinced of is that, that God still loves the world. And maybe for you, it, it feels harder to love the world than it's ever been. Maybe it feels a little more overwhelming, like it's going in a wrong direction, like things aren't really working out. Maybe you have more questions, more uncertainty, more doubts about the trajectory of the world. And yet here in the middle of all of it is God still loves the world. God still loves the world with passion and desire, with generosity, with, with kindness, with hope, with longing, still loves the world. But maybe more important than that, as great as that is, and as much hope as that could bring, maybe more important than that is that God still loves you. God still loves you. Even when, 
even when it's really hard for you to love you, even when you are so well-versed in all of the things in your life that maybe feel like disappointments, like you, you didn't quite accomplish what you wanted to, you didn't quite accomplish what somebody else thought you should, you, you don't quite think about yourself real highly, you actually know all of your disqualifications, all the things that you wish were different. And so when it's really hard for you to love you, what's wonderfully and amazingly true is that God still loves you. God still loves you. Even though God is fully aware of all of the things that you've done that are choices to live independently of him or to know what God wants and just determine, I don't want to do that. I think I know better. I don't really trust God's thinking on that. God's thinking or way is inconvenient to me or a little uncomfortable in the current culture that I live in. I, I don't want that, so I'm going to do it my own way. I'm, going to, I'm just going to ignore God or push God aside in this moment. Even knowing all of that, God still loves you. God still loves you. God knows fully well all of the things that have been said about you, all of the people who have turned their back on you, rejected you, abandoned you, belittled you, knocked you down, overlooked you, passed you by. Essentially, trying to express or even accidentally expressing you're just not valuable. All of the hurt that comes with that, the pain, the trauma that comes with that, and even in all of that, God says, but wait, 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 wait. I, I still love you. I still love you. God still loves you. In the middle of all of your anger or disappointment towards God, in the middle of all of the grief that you have that you think God could have and should have done something about, God still loves you. He's fully aware of that. He, he's okay. He understands. He, and he still loves you. In the middle of the, what might be just current chaos or crisis, maybe you feel like recently you've just been tossed in the middle of a hurricane. God says, I see it. I, I, I see it. I just want you to know I'm in it, and I still, I still love, still love you. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, this this story of amazing love was definitely that God so loved the world that he would give his son. And yet what's just as amazing is that he still loves the world and that he still loves you, still loves me. Which really we acknowledge and have to see that it's amazing that in light of all things and all that life has dealt us and all that we've brought to life and all that life has brought to us, that God still loves us. I mean, isn't the, isn't the fair question just to maybe say, hey, this Christmas, while I'm caught in traditions and trying to navigate the adjustments to my plans and be with the people I'm, I love and want to be with, wouldn't the fair question in all of the Christmas movement really be, hey, if, if God still loves me, if part of the beauty and the, the majesty of Christmas that God still loves me, would I receive that? Would I receive his, would I receive his love? Would I, would I be a person that, that would say, wait, I, I, I want to love you back then, God. 
for some of you this Christmas, this is just a reminder. It's just a reminder that God still loves you. It's been a really hard 2022. You are living with, every breath is full of some grief. The loss has been significant, maybe shocking, maybe more lingering than you imagined. And God just designed this moment to, to remind you that, that he knows and that he still loves you. 2022, for some of you, it's been marked by, by betrayal. Somebody has left. Somebody you thought who would always be there, they left. They turned their back. They abandoned. They quit. They gave up on something. And there's no way for it not to feel unbelievably personal. God just designed the moment. Say, hey, this Christmas, I want to remind you that I, I still love you. I, I, I still love you. For some, it's just been a year of a lot of uncertainty. It's hard to know what's coming next, and the year hasn't gone quite the way you thought it would. The, what you anticipated didn't happen, hasn't happened in the same way or at the same pace, and there's just a lot of question. You find yourself this Christmas with just a lot of question of what's next, how, what, what's in front of me. God's behaving in all of that, even all that uncertainty. I, I still love you. I, I, am with, I am with you, and I still love you. For some of you, it's just a great time to, just to absorb the reminder. Maybe that's you. Just the reminder that God still loves me. Or maybe, maybe this is your Christmas to actually begin a relationship with Jesus to not just observe a holiday or kind of give a passing nod to a religious experience, but to, but to actually begin a relationship with Jesus, what Jesus would call salvation. And it's, salvation's amazing, and it's amazingly accessible. See, how would I begin a relationship with, with just Jesus who would still love me? In light of all that he knows about my life, what I've done, what's been done to me, how life has treated me, that if he would still love me, how would I begin a relationship with him? It's, again, it's amazingly simple. You say yes to his loving forgiveness and yes to his loving leadership. It's really that simple. Yes to his loving forgiveness and yes to his loving leadership. It's really us saying, Jesus, I will believe in you. I will believe in you, okay, with my mind, but I will believe in you with my life. Here, you, you can guide my life. You can deal with my past, and you can guide my future. I'm literally giving you my life. And today, maybe that's you. This Christmas won't just be like a holiday you, you experienced and some events that you went through. It'll be the Christmas you began a relationship with Jesus, the one who still loves you. And I'd love to just pray for us and even lead us in a prayer. And maybe you will pray this just to say, yeah, I'm saying yes to Jesus and his salvation. Or maybe you're, you're all in step with Jesus and you just take this prayer of this, this opportunity for the reminder that regardless of what you're in, God still loves you. Will you pray with me just for a minute? Jesus we are grateful that you still love us. We're grateful that 
that your salvation is so available. Relationship with you is so available. So even now in this, this moment, this Christmas, we would say, Jesus, yes, I receive your loving forgiveness. Of all I've done, of all the places I've been, my, the entirety of my past, yes, Jesus, I receive your loving forgiveness. And Jesus, if, if you still love me, then I trust in you and your love enough to also say yes to your loving leadership. You, Jesus, can guide my life from this point forward. You be the leader. You be the guide. I trust in you and your love. Jesus, thanks for hearing the, the simple, not quite perfect, not memorized, not magical words and longings of my heart. And hearing my prayer to you. Thanks for in this moment becoming my salvation. And Jesus, at the very same time, for all of us who just need a reminder that regardless of how troubled, painful, uncertain, and unsettled life might feel in this moment, you still love us. That's amazing. It's amazing that you're still in the game with us. And so today we just receive your kind, generous, passion-filled, affectionate love for us. Thanks for designing this moment just for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's the, here's the thing. Maybe you prayed one or both of those prayers somehow. Maybe you really are saying, Yes to Jesus. Now, I want to invite us, if we could just respond together, if we could move in this together a little bit, because we'll, we'll, we'll live this better if we move in it together. I want to invite just a couple of responses. If, if you find yourself saying yes to Jesus, this one who still loves you, if you find yourself saying yes to Jesus and beginning a relationship with him, I want to invite you to just text Jesus to the number that's on your screen right now. And here's what's going to happen. You, if you text Jesus to that number that's on your screen, you're, you're going to get a text back. And it's just really designed to be a helpful text, like a, hey, here's what's next. It's a celebration and a, here's what's next. And I know, I know that texting this is a really courageous move. And I want to just applaud you for it. I want to say thank you for it. And I want to applaud you for it. First, for saying yes to Jesus. What a, what a great decision in light of his love for us. And then for just typing, sending Jesus to this number, just sending this text. What a, what a bold and courageous move, but a great opportunity to say, hey, we're in, this, we're in this together. Let's give us one celebration and one little point. Hey, here's some ways to gain some help and some traction in this new relationship with Jesus. Maybe you were, I, I just want to pray this prayer of reminder. I needed the reminder this Christmas. I needed the reminder this Christmas that God still loves me. Same number, you just text reminder. Text the word, text the word reminder. And we'll, we'll send back one prayer. And here's the deal. Here's, here's, here's my promise to you. Whether you text Jesus or reminder, here's my promise to you. Every single response, we're going to be praying for you. We're, we will absolutely pray for every single response that comes in. So thank you for your willingness to do it. 
This Christmas, I think the heart of Jesus is to celebrate every step we take with him. He still loves us. He still loves you. And he's celebrating every single step. So for every step you're taking, for every response you're making to his love for you, it's great. We celebrate it. Way to go. And in light of the God who still loves you, Merry Christmas. Again, every step matters. Every step of of following Jesus for the first time, every step of being reminded of his love and his care and his leadership in our lives matters. And I just want to say, way to go. Thank you so much for engaging this time of, of receiving Jesus' love, being reminded of his love, and being motivated to follow and respond to him. And for all of us, maybe you're in a camp where you're not quite sure what to do with Jesus and his story, his activity in your life. Maybe you're in the camp of you're following him for the first time, or maybe today, like many other days, is a great reminder of his love, his leadership in your life, his his faithfulness to you. I wanna encourage all of us, would we give him the next year of our lives? Wherever we are spiritually, wherever we are with Jesus, would we just say, hey, I'm gonna I'm going to lean in for the next year. I'm gonna be open to his voice. I'm gonna be open to his shaping of me in his church. I'm gonna be open to how he wants to speak to me, even if I'm not quite sure how to respond. I'm just gonna be open for the next year. Now, maybe a year feels way too big. What about the next 60 days? What about the next 60 days, the next couple months, you just, you would lean in, you'd be open to his voice, you'd, you'd be consistent in a place like Journey and, and being around other people who are exploring and following and growing with Jesus. You give him 60 days. Okay, maybe that feels too much. What about the next 30 days? What if all of us, wherever we are today with Jesus, would give him the next 30 days and just say, Jesus, it, just like I would try a new diet, just like I would sign up for a membership for the month of January, I'm going to be open to the God of all creation who would come to me, come to earth for me in Christmas. And I'm going to be open to his voice. I'm going to be open to his word and his plan for my life. I'm going to give him the next 30 days. And I'm believing as we do that, Jesus will meet us in powerful ways. He'll he'll express himself in new and unique and dynamic ways in our lives as we give him the next 30 days. And a couple things that are coming our way in terms of journey in the next 30 days. Uh, Next week, we'll be together on January 1st for what we just call Word for the Year. Word for the Year Sunday, uh, one time at both of our locations. There will also be an online option that day. Just this chance to say, how do we lock in a little more clearly and and focus in on a, a specific theme that Jesus wants for our lives and a specific theme for us as a church. So I invite you to be a part of that. The week following, January the 8th, we're launching into a series that's going to be impactful and really, really meaningful for all of us, wherever we are along the road following Jesus. It's called Life to the Full. And here's one thing I know is that you want a life that is rich, that is meaningful, that is, that is, that is full of joy and hope and peace, and we all do. And Jesus wants that for us. So we're going to spend the month of January exploring what does that mean and how has Jesus created that to work in our lives, to, to, to be made more real in our lives. So I invite you to be part of that Life to the Full starting January 8th. And one more opportunity to, to give and to, to, to surrender ourselves to Jesus, to trust in Him and partner with what He's doing in the world is what we just call the December Big Give. And throughout the month of December, we've been giving above and beyond our normal ties, our normal giving on terms of a weekly basis. And we've just said, how do we make a difference 
locally, around our counties, around our city, and around the world. And you can give to that today. You can give to the December Big Give, and you'll see more information about that linked in this video, how you can partner with the Big Give. But I just wanna say thanks for your generosity. One of the reasons we have Christmas, one of the reasons we have a reason to celebrate is because God is generous and he invites us to do the same. Thank you so much for being part of this time. Thanks for making the adjustment. I hope Christmas is meaningful. It's full of peace and joy in God's presence in unique ways. Let me give you a blessing before you go. Would you go full of God's grace, his goodness in your life, aware of his presence in and through you this holiday season because of Jesus, Emmanuel, who was given for us. Go in his peace, his presence, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas.